I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media, the podcast. My name is Sophie at Bingo Daddy. The broadcast. It's a podcast <laughs> for the ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work, broadcast, because it's like podcast is already, it's like personal broadcast yeah. or whatever, right? Is that what it stands yeah. for? Okay, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Fuck. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> oh, my name is Ev, aka at No Money No Honey, spelled all wrong on both Instagram and Twitter. Nice. <laughs> How's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Mm. I'm sunburned. You Other are. Other than that, I'm good. I lied about being good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my older stepsister got married this weekend on Saturday. So it's Monday for the record. It was just, I was just on a tear though. Yeah. I kind of, I worked a bunch on Thursday and Friday Mm -hmm. and then I had to get up really early Yeah. on Saturday to start getting, I spent the whole day getting ready for the wedding basically. That's so exhausting. Yeah. I had to like paint my toes and like get my updo put in at like 9 30 in the morning and then i got high and then i couldn't sleep because i had my hair all like formally got a sleep styled yeah i was like thinking about if i could sleep exclusively on my face but i couldn't figure it out (laughs) (laughs) and then we went to the wedding it was a beautiful ceremony got fucked up with, like, my parents and my cousins and my siblings and my siblings' girlfriends and whatever. It was nice. And, yeah, the next morning I had to go to a fucking family pool party kind of far outside of the city. And that's basically where I'm at today. Damn. Just a... You were busy. A boatload of activities. <laughs> Just well, it's done now. Three days with my extended family. <laughs> I tap out at about three days yeah. at the most. Yeah. The one saving grace was that it was here. So I wasn't also staying yeah, with them. Stuck. Or I would have lost yeah. my fucking mind. I find the first day is really hard. Mm-hmm. Second day is like fine. Mm-hmm. And then you get to day three and you're like, okay, I'm done. First day was hard because weddings even if you're not in them if you're related to the person who's getting married there's a lot of being barked at to be in a certain place at a certain time for basically the whole fucking night right so we still had to even though we weren't in the wedding we still had to be like i had to be walked in by my brothers you did yeah to sit in the to sit in the front row and like you know like jesus because they sit down all the like the family uh, family the like yeah they sit down all the like peasant guests first (laughs) and then um family that isn't in the wedding and then the wedding party exactly yeah yeah. so annoying and then you know like immediately after the ceremony it's like we're trying to get some drinks i'm trying to use the bathroom whatever before everyone else gets out of gets out of the wedding, yeah. right? Because you also get to leave first. Yeah. And then, you know, we're being barked at to go outside to take pictures, and then we're hoofing it across a fucking, like, park in our dumbass shoes, and then we're standing around for, like, every fucking, like, like Tetris combination of, like, okay, just 
just the bride and the groom. Okay, just the bride and the groom and the parents. Okay, just the siblings and the parents. Okay, just okay, the- just the bride and her biological siblings. Okay, now the step siblings get to be in it too. Literally. <laughs> it's like, okay, do those ones first. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I know. You looked beautiful though. Thank you very much. I was pleased with my dress and my hair and everything came out. Did you get in trouble for wearing white? I did not. Good. I think it was printed enough that people were not. That makes sense. It was a print heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people were not upset. Although people did keep asking me if I was in the bridal party because I had flowers in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But it's fine. <laughs> I've been busy too. I had two shows on Thursday. Yeah. Friday, mm-hmm. I had one. Saturday, I had one. Sunday, I had one. What the fuck? Yeah, and I went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Damn. And then last night, mm-hmm. I um, got into a fight with a 35-year-old woman on the bus. What? So my sister went to Backstreet Boys. Yes. And I was busing back with her okay. after mm-hmm. she was done. And there was all these, like, drunk teenagers on the bus, right? Like, mm-hmm. 15-year-olds coming back from Blues Fest. There's, there was a music festival in Ottawa this past week. Mm-hmm. And this kid started throwing up on the bus because he was standing and he was, like, drunk. A teenager? A teenager. Okay. He was, like, 14. Like, he was really young. Okay. And this woman who was also drunk thought that his friends were taking a video of him throwing up, which I don't think they were. And she started yelling at the girl who she thought was taking a video of him and was like, why are you taking a video of your friend throwing up? Like, you should be helping him, like, blah, blah, blah. And the girl was like, I'm on Instagram. I'm not taking a video of him. Like, I didn't even know he was throwing up. There were so many people on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. She's, like, yelling at them. And she called the girl a bitch. And then the girl's little gay friend was like, um, can you not call my friend a bitch? That's really rude. (laughs) And then she started yelling at that guy. And I was like, hey, are you going to help this kid? Or are you just yelling at his friends and distracting them? Yeah. So then I gave him my seat and I sat mm-hmm. him down and then I made sure that they had a ride home. And then mm-hmm. she got off at the same stop as them, which was mm-hmm. near my house. Yeah. She started yelling at them again. So I had to get off the bus and stand between them so that she wouldn't punch a kid in the face. I was like, you're you way too old for this. grown ass woman. Also, do not be engaging with teenagers unless they're causing like some sort of safety problem. Yeah. Yes. Also, it's like, even if that girl was filming her friend, it's not really your business. It's not your business. You can help the kid or you can stay the fuck out of it. Help the kid or stay the fuck out of it. It's not your business. And okay, sure. If she was filming him, it is a bitchy move. It doesn't mean you can call a 14 year old girl a bitch. No. You're an adult. Dude, grown women don't know how to act Mm -mm. with teenagers and stuff. Like, I remember when I was a teenager, uh, and even, you know, like, pretty recently, I mean, like, I'm an adult now, but I still think, you know, even as as much as a couple of years ago, it looks very, it's a very bad look for, you know, an older, you know, like a 40-year-old woman or whatever to be yelling at someone who's very clearly in their late teens or early 20s yeah, even. Even if you're not like a kid. Oh, yeah, it's still like 21, It's still 22. insane. Yeah. But I, I so don't, I've, I've been in so many altercations like that where I wasn't fucking doing anything and it's it's yeah. like, you're the adult here. Yeah. You need to act appropriate. Yeah. I had words with some lady recently. It was after a show you weren't there. There were a bunch of people there. Yeah. It was just after some random fucking yacht show. 
the type where you have like one beer and then leave because you don't know anyone that well yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah and you you had another show or like a family thing or something I can't remember anyways for some reason I wasn't there you weren't there it was weird <laughs> but this lady was there I don't know if I ever told you about this this lady was there and somebody dropped an f-bomb and I don't even think it was me but she was like sitting two tables away and she came someone over said fuck? someone said fuck oh i said faggot no 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 someone okay. said someone said fuck and i know one slurred uh okay she yeah, was I mean. sitting about two tables away and she came over and she was like can you watch your language like there are children present in the bar yes okay so it was late and I turned around and I said, well, ma'am, like, with all due respect, it's not really our business why you have your child in a drinking establishment <laughs> at 10.30 p.m. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. And then she told, she basically called me a name and I was like, okay, keep, like, fucking leave. Like, yeah. t- like keep walking. And she turned around and she went back and sat down. But it was like, we're... It didn't. It wouldn't even matter if it was a restaurant or something because we weren't yelling. Yeah, we were li- literally talking at a conversational rate. She was sitting two tables over. She had what seemed to be like a young teenager with her, something like an eleven or that's kind of worse, eleven or twelve year old. And she's like, "There are children here," and I was like, "Why do you have your child in a bar?" <laughs> Go home. You're being weird. Yeah, you're causing the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We need to learn how to act. Anyways, that woman fucking pissed me off. That's insane, dude. I was like, why am I having to deal with this right now? Did you think she was at Bad Street Boys? Oh, for sure. That's so embarrassing. I got on the bus at La Breton, like, after, right? Like, with Mm -hmm. my sister. Mm -hmm. And these drunk girls were there, and I had a beer thrown at me. People ask me they why. They were like teenagers too. I was like, oh my God. It makes me so mad when people ask me if I'm going to Blues Fest because it's like, no, I'm not. Why would anyone go there? You know what? If you love that, if that's your thing, whatever. If there's a if band you that like, you like have to see, like, if you it's love a good live music, you really want to see someone, whatever. But it's like, to me, it's like, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like spending money for stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah. You know, so I'm not at an age anymore where my friends wanting to do something dictates me doing it. No, of course not. Which is awesome. But it's like I never liked concerts or anything because I'm I'm extremely claustrophobic. I can't handle being touched by strangers. So I just don't do well in crowds. And it's always hot. And I don't want to get my shoes fucking thrown up on by a 16-year-old. Exactly. That's literally... Or get in a fight... Or get something fucking spilled on me. Like, I just... Yeah. No, I don't I want to. It's not fun. And that's what it these is. events are 100% of the time. I've seen more fights, yep. more fucking yakking, more just, like, girl crying while pissing, while smoking, <laughs> whatever. No, I know. It's really disturbing. Like, good thing I was kind of looking for a fight because, like... You know what? <laughs> I didn't even have to go to Bat Street Boys to smoke a cigarette and piss outside at the same time last night, okay? No, of course not. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that for free in my, my own terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also went to the lookout twice this week. Dude, you are living your life wrong. What is going on with you? <laughs> I went with friend of the pod, Dan. 
because okay. he'd never been to a club before. All right. So all I right. went with him. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, I went with someone else, and then he was also there again. <laughs> all right, Dan. Dan is really living his hot girl summer, and he I is. like that for him. It's all about biking and jean shorts to the market. Uh, that's my energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer is about biking to the market, wearing jean shorts. Wearing jean shorts. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) Sometimes biking is actually about fashion. It is. It's always about fashion. All right. Uh, Should we talk about stuff? Yeah, probably. Okay. So Aziz Ansari has made a comeback, quote unquote. (laughs) He has released a new special which is called right now yeah and he dropped it on july 11th Mm -hmm. so uh just last week to netflix and we both watched it yeah so did you watch the whole thing i watched the whole thing baby did you i watched 45 minutes that's fair how long was it it's an hour and three or something i didn't laugh once so i i was like i get it I think I literally laughed once. Yeah. Because I did. Must have been after the 45 minute mark. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I did the, I did the Nanette thing where I I was going to track the minute mark for the first time that I laughed. Yeah. And for Nanette, it was 24 minutes. Yeah. For Aziz Ansari, I don't remember because it was too far in. (laughs) Yeah. It was like near the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Were you a fan of Aziz? No. Okay. I don't. It's not that I don't like storytelling comedy, mm-hmm. but I find that he doesn't have punchlines. Nope. People just laugh at his stories because he tells them in a funny voice. Yes. And I don't like that. Okay. So. <laughs> First of all, I want to say you're being really biased against comedians who don't have punchlines. And as a non-punch, as a person of no punchlines. <laughs> That's not true. I take offense to that. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Really, really heavy on premises, light on punchlines. <laughs> That's just my cross to bear. Uh- <laughs> Dude, I told my fat pussy joke. He doesn't joke- have fucking punchlines. Sorry. No. He- I told my fat pussy joke on Sunday in front mm-hmm. of that audience of five women over <laughs> the age of 60, and they hated it, but then they kept bringing it up after, and I was like, and that's what comedy is. Keep that energy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you couldn't laugh about my fat pussy, but now you're like, is the pussy fat, though? Yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, Anyways, what were you saying about Aziz Ansari? I don't know if I would like him as a person, but I'm very familiar with his Let's A Ton of Work. Yes, If that made sense. I watched all of Parts and Rec. Yep. Because I liked the show. Mm-hmm. I did not necessarily enjoy his character. Again, I don't like silly voices either. Yeah. And I get that that's... That's what he's really, that's his niche. That's what he does. That's what he does. You know, that's fine. Did you watch Master of None? I did. So okay. I watched, I ha- had seen all of his stand-up and wasn't, didn't feel any kind of way about it. Although I will tip my hat to the, uh, and this is a silly voice and it's kind of hot, but I like jokes that intersect in really stupid ways. So I liked his bit. Madison Square Garden about Jaw Rule finding out about how fucked up factory farming is. Oh, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but there's a point there. There's a point, but it's also a good character. Yeah. Jaw Rule, who's really concerned about about factory factory farming. farming. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny. That's just the type of shit that 
you well, like. That's yeah. niche to me. Yeah. But in general, I don't think he's he's a particular, particularly talented comedian. I did like Master of None. I liked I it. I thought it was well done. I liked his character on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't the whole shtick, you know? And I liked the side characters. Me too. I, I liked, liked all the, of the other people in it. Me too. I thought it was I thought it was well cast. I loved his friends. I loved Tall White Friend and I loved yes. um Lena Waith. Yeah. Yeah. And his dad, who was played by his real dad. Yeah, I, I think liked him. that storyline was really, really powerful and moving. Mm-hmm. You know, like dealing with his immigrant parents who like wanted a good life for him and he didn't, wasn't making time to see them and, you know, all of that. That was nice. And the women in the show were written like they were humans, Isn't which it? was nice. He had very interesting love interests. He did, yeah. In that show. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I did like that show a lot. I did too. I also, I do think he's a good actor. I, I just hated his Parks and Rec character. Me too. And one thing that I thought was very interesting about Master of None, which I don't think has really touched his comedy, but it seems to be authentic to him, was he is a big food person. Yeah. Which is in part why I am familiar with him like outside of his comedy and his acting, because he was on... So there was a TV show that was really good that was on Netflix called The Mind of a Chef. Mm. And Mm. for... It was kind of... They would go around and do ingredient-specific episodes. So they did like a whole episode about noodles, a whole episode about eggs, a whole episode about ramen, a whole episode about um, salad or pork belly or what you know what yeah, I mean whatever. and I liked it a lot because there was a lot of uh food science in it yeah so like theory and then actual cooking show stuff and then kind of some aspect of travel television because they would go to the place in the world where they make the best yeah soft boiled egg or whatever and it was very it was very very well done and there was a season where they followed around a celebrity chef David Chang who I think his restaurant in New York was called uh, Momofutu. Okay. It's really famous. And he is close personal friends with Aziz Ansari. Okay. And there were multiple episodes where Aziz Ansari showed up just because he's just going to the restaurant with David Chang to, like, eat the meal or whatever. So they went to Montreal, for example, Mm -hmm. and they ate... Like, the famous smoked meat sandwiches. Yeah, I remember hearing about that Yeah, from people in Montreal, because they were, like, filming there and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he actually dated the pastry chef at Momofutu for, okay. like, two years or something. Right. Courtney Mitch Broom. She's very famous in, like, the baking world. So I kind of, and I think in Master of None, they were authentic to that. Like, he went to Italy to learn how to make pasta and stuff. And then he falls in love with the Italian girl and everything. And I think that that was all, there was a lot of food stuff in that show. And I think that that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was Because like, that's like actually like a piece of who he is. Yeah. But one thing that's really interesting is that I don't think a lot of who he actually is touches his comedy. No. And that's why I thought it was interesting when, and in this special, he kind of talks about how he did bits about R. Kelly and R. Kelly turned out to be a bad guy and whatever, but they all, we all kind of knew, but like everyone was just acting like it was fine. So he could still do bits about it. (laughs) 
and the fact that he did bits about Ja Rule and stuff, and it's like, okay, something is coming through there mm-hmm. that seems authentic, right? Yeah. But I, I would like to see... I like it when I see pieces of people's interests and, like, life in their comedy. I think that he does comedy in character, mm-hmm. and I don't think who he is is actually funny. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think his real personality, like, what he's actually interested in and stuff like that mm-hmm. is funny. Okay. I think his character that he's done has become very successful, and some people like it and some people don't. Yeah. But he's writing in a character. Okay. I get mm-hmm. that. He has, like, a voice. Yeah. And this new special, he was trying to be more authentic. Yeah. And... It didn't play. There was no jokes. <laughs> it didn't play for no. me. And also... One thing for me is, like, I'm pretty allergic to sincerity. Me too. <laughs> but I think both of us are pretty emotionally intelligent and we both have a, a good read on... Part of why I'm allergic to quote-unquote sincerity is I can tell if it's if it's not 120% sincere. It reads as inauthentic. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And there's probably no way to be that vulnerable in front of... There definitely isn't. ...that many people. You know who actually... There's one person that's a comedian that I can think of who ever did that authentically. Bo Burnham. Uh, okay, two. <laughs> okay. Bo Burnham, for sure. Yeah. Tignataro. Yes. Right? Those, those are the... But that's why she's so famous. Yes. And that's why he's so famous, right? Yes. Those are the only two people I've seen sell genuine vulnerability or, yeah. or not sell it, but like... Capitalize off it. Capture it yeah. and project it. In a way that isn't obfuscated and obscured by needing to project it to an audience of that size. Yeah. Being vulnerable and saying things that you mean very sincerely from, like, the depth of your heart, it is... They are quiet things to say. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they're meant to be heard by one person. By few people, yeah. Yes, it it warps them. Even if you meant them when you wrote them... It warps them yeah, totally. to say it to it, an audience of people that read. size. That's why I think that written statements are better. better that's than, fair. Even though that's not these people's like medium. Yeah, but right? that's true. This is okay. This is what I didn't like about the special. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way it opened. Yeah, I was like, "Am I watching Transparent?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't like that he addressed his sexual misconduct accusations right off the top. Okay. And just, like, made two quote-unquote jokes and then went off on a whole tangent about sexual misconduct. Yeah. And then tried to go back into jokes. Like, it didn't make any sense. I I had a big structural problem with it as well. Yeah. I thought that it was gutty, but it was high... <laughs> it was high risk to open on no jokes and close on no jokes yeah even though we both agreed that we weren't th- what he was doing in the middle was jokes yeah I just even didn't though like it. <laughs> uh, it wasn't for either of us oh you know what i cleansed this is another person who achieved vulnerability who? because i cleansed myself <laughs> afterwards by re-watching three mics by uh, neil brannan okay yeah that's true which is a beautiful beautiful special mm-hmm. in which he does really kind of play to kind of the what turned out to be the weaknesses in Aziz's special, where, like you said, it was very convoluted for him to go back and forth between doing 
serious, vulnerable stuff and then trying to do jokes. But the strength of Neil Brennan's three mics was that the whole concept was how it didn't make any sense, but there were three pieces of him and he did all of his jokes, like stand-up comedy jokes, into one microphone, it would go black. Then he would do hat one-liners into another microphone, it would go black. And then he would do, like, straight-up, like, emotionally vulnerable stuff, which was Great still structure. which was still funny yeah. <laughs> into the third mic. Yeah, right? that's a brilliant structure. Right. So it's like, that's almost... He acknowledged almost that it doesn't make sense and made it choppy and worked with the structure. And in a way, it weaved together sort of a quilt of, you know, like what made a beautiful special. But that didn't happen at all for Aziz. When you're doing it that way, you Mm -hmm. are um, acknowledging that you're that the audience isn't trying to draw connections between the pieces. Right. Like the reason. Mm -hmm things get convoluted is because people are trying to connect things that Mm -hmm. aren't supposed to be connected right so that way you're acknowledging that there's no connection and it's easier to follow also like okay I've never had to build an hour or anything so you know I can't Mm -hmm. I can't speak to how difficult it must be to try and make it cohesive if you even manage to (laughs) to get that much material but if you're a storytelling comic and you're used to working in longer formats, shouldn't your strength lie within being able to have a consistently thematic storyline arc with a beginning, a middle, and an end? You would think so. You would think that that would be his strength. Yeah. Right? Well, to me, it's like, I don't, and I mean, this is just my opinion, but I don't really understand why he even addressed it mm-hmm. at the beginning of his set, at, at the beginning of his hour, because, okay, he made a statement when the whole thing went down, right? Mm-hmm. He stopped doing comedy for a mm-hmm. year, and then he came back with the special. Everybody who's watching it likely is informed of the circumstances under which he took a break from comedy, right? And... When he did his statement at the beginning, he said, whatever, I had an incident where I was, you know, there was alleged Mm. sexual misconduct. Um, It's been a year. I hope things are going to be different now. But he still didn't really address any sort of information that is like if he did anything to like, you know, like work on himself or whatever. So it's like, well, what's the point of just reiterating it again? It was to inform his bits that he did about R. Kelly and about Michael Jackson, who are sexual predators, right? So it's like he's drawing a parallel between what he was accused of and what they've been accused of, but also being like, but I'm not as bad as them. Yeah. Right? Which I didn't like. That's true. It it was like a a long form is like almost a callback to like, or the way that he set it up. Yeah. But I do think that it, it would have been insane to not come off top. With sexual misconduct stuff, but I would have responded to that if, if he had written fucking jokes about it. Me too. And you know what? Some people are like, no, he did the appropriate thing by like, a, a po- just trying not not doing jokes at the beginning and the end. 
But then it's like... Well, it's not a stand-up set then. <laughs> I hate post-comedy. Yeah. And fuck you, dude. It's so hot to be like, oh, my parents are gonna die. It's like, yo, okay, like... Everyone's parents whatever. are gonna die. Your 20 sets, like, but... Or your 30 sets, but like also, I think it was very much like, I know what I look like. Or any anyone who is famous yeah. and has any sort of yeah. scandal, I think you gotta open on it. Yeah. Because people are gonna be waiting for it. Yeah. And then they're not gonna give you their attention. I guess... Right? Yeah. But so my biggest problem with it was that he addressed it, right? Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then he was doing all those bits about, oh, Michael Jackson's a predator. Oh, R. Kelly's a predator, which to me are like kind of tired concepts anyways, right? Yeah. But the way he framed it is it's like, he was like, yeah, like I, I am directly addressing this thing about me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do jokes about how everybody ignored these people for a long time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. Adam Friedland's Michael Jackson joke is way better. It is, yeah. About how Michael Jackson is, it's shitty to be molested, but Michael Jackson is probably the best person to get molested by in terms of the perks. <laughs> because that's funny, because it's Ron, right? Yeah. But he didn't do, he he was doing a lot of woke, it, it, also he was oscillating, sorry, we're doing so much, like we're doing really in-depth <laughs> theory stuff about as he's here, but he was oscillating between being woke yeah. and punching at woke people. And it's like, you. I know he's scared. Yeah. And he seems scared. And he's always yeah. seemed like, you know, a male feminist. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you need to establish a stance. Yeah. We can't laugh at your jokes if we don't, don't know, know what your viewpoint is. What your point is. What yeah. I think that he should have done is just either fucking leaned fully into making fun of woke people. Yeah. Even if he could have been accused of being reactionary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or just been a big fucking woke pussy about it. Yeah. Like, you know what I... Like, pick a side. Stop oscillating between I, being like, but of course, like, it's a very important time, like, for marginalized people. But then it was funny when he was like... He did it too many times, but it was funny when he was making the white people in the front row uncomfortable. That was funny. Yeah. It was a gift from the comedy gods that there was a little boy in the front row for him to row. use in his Michael Jackson joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the reason he was oscillating is because mm. he is, like, a woke pussy, mm-hmm. but that didn't do him any favors. Before. When he was accused, well, when he got me too'd, right? Or maybe he's actually gone away from wokeness, but he's still scared about his reputation. That's possible, It's too. one or the other. Yeah. Hard to say, it's right? hard to say. So, in the context of, like... Whether or not he's... I do think that he's allowed to come back and stuff. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. And I do want to say that, you know, like, from every description of it, it sounded like coercion. It sounded like a bad day. It sounded like a very uncomfortable sexual encounter. And unfortunately, there is a gray area in which, you know, we've all been caught there. Yeah. We've all probably had such we didn't necessarily want to have yeah. or had sets that we changed our mind about wanting to have yeah. or we had sets we wanted to have in a way we didn't want to have it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it feels really, really bad. And I do feel for the person that he had the encounter with. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that 
we're only beginning to learn how to deal with these things that aren't, that are exactly what they sound like, misconduct. Yeah. Right? That aren't really a sexual assault, that aren't a jailable offense, that are an emotionally damaging Mm -hmm. miscommunication, essentially. Because not everything is, like, uh, what's that word? Like, persecutable. You know what I mean? It's like... It should just be socially punishable. Yeah. And I've I've advocated for, like, whisper networks and stuff before, but, I mean, there are a lot of men that I know that I've just been in, not necessarily where we were sexually involved or whatever, but sometimes, and where something was wrong. Yeah. Right? And uh, whether or not it was anything that was technically illegal or even immoral Mm -hmm. if anyone came to me and they had begun some sort of friendship or relationship with this person i would tell them to reconsider uh yeah of course you know know, there's some people who it's Mm -hmm. like hey they're like they're like a bad guy you know what i mean that's exactly they're just just a bad guy i'm not saying that person's a rapist i'm I'm not not saying saying they've ever done anything illegal mm-hmm. or specifically even untoward towards myself or any of my friends but mm-hmm. they're a bad guy exactly right? exactly so it it is interesting that we're we're all learning a lot about this and i did think it was kind of shitty how it was shitty but interesting how we talked about how his friends were like no i'm reconsidering all of my interactions and stuff and it's like maybe we should all just work on communicating with our partners and better for the future. <laughs> trying to be emotionally present rather than sitting around being like, oh no, am I a sexual assaulter? Yeah, have I, I been a predator? Like, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would, that would benefit some people, but it's mm-hmm. like. A lot of the conversations that are going on right now still don't really give people, like, the specific language to define that experience. So I don't know how helpful it is to, like, rack your brain about every sexual encounter you've ever had and, like, think about, did this person make me feel uncomfortable? Did this person engage in sexual misconduct? Should I feel violated? Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I would have liked it if it was funnier. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I found it a little bit light on the jokes for a comedy <laughs> special. And that's what I usually am looking for when I'm watching a comedy special. I so. also didn't find it particularly heavy on the social commentary either. No. There just and wasn't I, much there. I want to say he was wearing an outfit which is like so good on hot people and so bad yeah. on not hot people. That Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt is ridiculously hot on like a hot guy or an attractive woman yeah i noticed that too it is the worst thing to wear like a short skinny guy so weird yeah so hot on like a big fucking dude or like hot as like a t-shirt dress thing on a girl but truly tragic (laughs) and i don't like that he walked in and out to indie no, I didn't like that either. I thought it was really well filmed and they did an amazing job of lighting him. Yeah. I do think that he looked like he had been through a fucking sexual misconduct scandal because he was really skinny and really fucking strung out. Yeah, he had huge bags under his eyes. Yeah. He looked unwell. He looked like he had been I'm like, man, maybe I need to get a fucking... <laughs> broadly post written about how i'm a sex pest or something (laughs) 
hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go on that allegations diet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's got the Gian look. He looked said, oh, fuck. <laughs> do you remember how bad Gian Gameshi looked when he went to court? Yeah. Dude, I, I do believe that is a form of punishment. What looking awful in public? Fucking str- <laughs> strung out. But all these people, it it's crazy how like just having an insane life or whatever can age you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me. I looked so beautiful the last three days, and it's because I was too busy to log on to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> Speaking um, of beautiful people. <laughs> Who? Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. He's not. I know. He's a, he's a Texas sex. Um, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke came out and made a statement say that him and his wife are both descended from slave owners and that family members of his did fight on the Confederate side of the war. I love that he feels like he needed to address this. I feel like maybe it was gonna come out. Okay, but like, uh, you would assume everyone. Right? Yeah, right. Like that's not really like tea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if he was trying to store woke points by raking himself I over so. the coals of his white privilege or whatever. I have to because he did specifically use that terminology. Like I have benefited from a system which was built on oh, white supremacy. Yeah. yeah. I think it was I think it was a weird decision. If I ever get famous, am I gonna have to come out as um descendant of the <laughs> of like colonialists God, like colonizers? <laughs> yeah. I mean if I could get my dad's side of the family just chopped out of me, I would, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is gonna like impact him positively in any way me neither people I just, are making fun of him like i think it's really he was, did himself a little dirty he's a dork yeah he's a dork he's a loser yeah it's so ugh, it's so cloying and <laughs> like fucking just it sticks to you yeah the gen the woke male gen x energy yeah of like a man who's too tall and too skinny, and has big teeth, and is just, like, just wants to make sure that everybody's having a good time. Ugh. Doesn't it? That's just, what his platform is. Yeah. He's, Fight for your right to party. <laughs> fuck me. It, it's so gross. It's so, like, it's more pure than the energy of, like, a recently divorced guy who's, like, learning to be woke so that he can, like, fuck 21-year-olds. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? It, but it, it's it's somehow even more insidious than that. Right. Because it's, like, coded in this, like, whole life of being, like, a nice guy. Yeah, it's like they're only <laughs> doing it because they want to seem nice. Yeah. Being nice is so stupid. <laughs> it is. Being nice is what people say about you when you have no overarching personality trait. I have said that. From day one, it's like if the first was a baby, folks. If the first thing someone can think to say about you is that you're nice, you should probably work on having some more interesting qualities. Yeah, and possibly being smart or funny or sexy 
or having a hobby. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know when you're trying to pull up somebody's name in a story and you're not sure if your friend knows that person, but you think they might have met them a couple times or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know, Sophie. Like, the tiny butch lesbian dormouse boyfriend who lives in a shoe. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Local comedy (laughs) legend, Sophie Hayes. She's four foot nine and she looks like she could play somebody's ninth son in a biopic about the Great Depression. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No one will pull those up about you. (laughs) Sophie Hayes, you know, she's the star of the Little League team. (laughs) But I was thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... If all somebody can bring up about you is that you're nice, yeah. that not only means that you have no defining personality traits, you also have no defining, like, physical characteristics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even ugly. Right? Sometimes being ugly is a good thing. Yeah. You know, like, the orc-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some, if someone was like Mike Tamafi, I'd be like, yeah, you know, Shrek 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's such, it's a weird thing to think about. It is weird, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people describe someone as nice. I'm like, okay, like, what does that mean? Uh, Are they a pushover? I hope people don't describe me as loud, but I feel like they do. Uh, I don't think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. <laughs> Anyways, eradicate nice dry energy. Definitely. Yeah. Being nice is like the, it's almost like being called plain. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. It's just nothing. But it's like there and there are so many synonyms of nice that you say if somebody's actually nice. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, oh, they're very warm. They're very friendly. Generous. Yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't reach for nice. You'd be like, oh, they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to set your friend up with someone sound. on a blind date and they're yeah. like, oh, what's he like? And you're like, he's nice. Uh, yeah not you know he's funny yeah. or he makes it fitters he's cool or... <laughs> he's a doctor <laughs> he knows all the best asian restaurants in the city <laughs> look you were looking for qualities here yeah, okay that's not one <laughs> all right. the number one quality i look for in a partner is if i can just launch general ideas with them and then they just made them happen like if i'm like i'm craving Mandos. Yeah. And then I get to the place and there are mandos there. Yeah. That's what I want. Someone who will manifest my dreams into reality for me. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about Starlet Johansson? Yeah. Speaking of fucking very strange racial discourse, <laughs> <laughs> cast Starlet Johansson. As Tiana in Princess and the Fraud when they do the live action. (laughs) Scarlett Johansson has finally addressed the controversy surrounding her casting in many racially insensitive roles. (laughs) So, I have a lot of opinions about this, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Unsurprisingly. She... She was cast in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Which was, you know, like an, an Asian movie. Like the It was... It was based off a comic book. Yeah. It was yeah. It was kind of whitewashed yeah. for her to be cast in that role. But a lot of people argued that the movie was going to be more successful in Asia than it was going to be in, like, in the, US. The, in the U.S. Yeah. So that they just did, like, screen testing and then that's what would... 
was gonna play well with like the market that they were trying to address to and it's like so I think it was definitely ignorant of Scarlett Johansson to accept the role she should have realized that it might be a problem but I think that a lot of that had to do with you know like what studio executives are are willing to do in order to to make money yeah of course they knew that her name had like star value and stuff right but then in a similar case that I thought was really weird there was a live action remake of the anime Death Note. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I loved the anime, and then Netflix made a live action version, and they cast all white people. Wasn't it Ross Lynch, who was, like, the lead or something? Uh, it's, like, some blonde kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in other shit. I forgot yeah. what the fuck else he was in, but I definitely recognized him when I yeah. watched it. And everyone who was, like, who was a fan of the series was, like, don't watch the live action because it sucks, but I gave into Temptation and watched it anyways. And that was a really inexcusable example of whitewashing a film for American audiences. They set mm-hmm. it in Seattle. Ew. They made all the characters white. It was so fucking weird. That's so and then it weird. was like and it was like this is based on Death Note. What which isn't even like widely known in the states. No. So why would you bother making everything about it American? Unless you liked anime in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. So they could have just made it true to form yeah and then because <laughs> that's the people that are gonna watch it anyways yeah that's so weird i know and then the most recent one was uh she was supposed to be playing a trans man in the movie robin todd which is about a trans man who owned a, a chain of sexy massage parlors yeah. if you will she's taking a page out of eddie redmayne's book there with the trans casting jared leto's yeah jeffrey uh, tambor jeffrey tambor <laughs> woke king felicity hoffman felicity hoffman yeah uh hillary swank (laughs) hillary swank is allowed that it was so long that was different yeah it was a really long time ago and Mm -hmm. also it's like there was like a whole bunch of other stuff going on with the casting of that film that was like yeah that one doesn't bother me as much um the movie that i have the most issue with um scarlett johansson being cast in Mm -hmm. was lost in translation she was 17 (laughs) (laughs) that's creepy that launched that launched her into like international celebrity and like boner time for like so many grown ass men yeah well she'll taught yeah of course Well, well you're part of the problem then i guess are you not Dude, Natalie Portman was in so many sexy roles when she was so young, too. I know. So gross. Brooke Shields. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was watching 21 Jump Street today. Don't cancel me for watching a top movie. I'm sorry. It was kind of funny. It's a funny uh, movie. And Brie Larson <laughs> has a romance with Jonah Hill in that movie, and she's supposed to be a high school student. Yeah. But they drop that she's 18, like, five seconds into the movie, which I think is so funny. They're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in grade 12, but it's like, okay, it's still gross. Yeah. <laughs> it could have at least made her take a lap year or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Victory lap. Victory lap. That's such a funny name for 12X. that. 12X. <laughs> 12.5. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the Starjo, Starjo discourse? I think she should probably retire. She's rich enough anyways. Yeah. She's never going to get cast in anything without there being big drama around it now. She said that she can play any, like, man, woman, or tree. 
I love which that. is a very which is very much like how it's kind of racist for like you know when a racist person says I don't care if you're purple yeah it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> man woman or tree it's like be more specific she uh also isn't a good actress no she's just hot I know so why do you think you can play any man woman or tree yeah. If you're re- if you only excel in roles where you're supposed to be a hot woman. She was literally right? in like- the <laughs> she was literally in the Avengers movies. She never needs to work it on. Yeah. She's done. It's fine. Yeah. Is she still married to a uh, what's his face? Who? Chris. Oh, that's not his name. Ryan Gosling? She was never married to Ryan Gosling. Who was she married Eva to? Eva Mendes was married to Who Ryan Gosling. To? We have the same birthday. <laughs> good to know yeah <laughs> ryan reynolds that's what i meant no she's not anymore no blake Lively's married to ryan reynolds well to ask if she was still married to him <laughs> <laughs> who was also married to Alanis morissette really yes oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. mm, see i'm not up with my <laughs> ryan reynolds lore he's the hottest plane guy yeah he is he's, he's ho- canadian yeah, that's that must be what it is. Yeah. He just looks like a hot guy that you would you would meet him in a place and you'd be like, oh, he's the, like the hottest guy in the bar. In the bar, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his energy and I like that. I don't like it when people are too pretty. Yeah, he's not too pretty. He's almost too pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I don't know. It freaks me out. It's like, why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> he looks like he could still like install a dock. Yeah, like he looks like he could still like get in a bar fight. Yes. If he had to. That's important. Yeah. That's it's very important. Starjo, take your bid naturals. <laughs> she doesn't and just, just go fucking right off into the sunset, honey. You don't need to work. You don't need to worry about playing any men, women, or trees, okay? Like I'm I just don't understand, and it's like, uh, maybe this is, like, a woke thing for me or whatever, but it's like, just cast the people that are meant to play them. Like, it's like, it's not okay for Italians to play natives in movies anymore. No. So why are we still casting women to play trans men? No, I know it makes no you sense. You know, like yeah. it does. It doesn't. It's like we're we're beyond this now. Yeah, we can stop putting fucking cis men in dresses. Yeah, and there's wigs. plenty of people that ha- need work and should be getting that work. Yeah, and okay. who arguably are probably better actors. Yes, the wokest, coolest shit is when like they just cast trans women as like and don't mention that they're trans in yeah. shows and stuff. That's so cool. Like I don't understand why. <laughs> there's not like more of that but at the bare minimum just cast People things appropriately they should be doing yeah yes. <laughs> jesus christ yeah if you guys if the little mer- if you can make the little mermaid black you can make a trans person trans on film <laughs> you would think so <laughs> um, rory's back <laughs> yeah my my brother is back from europe he's in the other room He's here as our reactionary talking head in the background. <laughs> Speaking of heads. Oh, yeah. That's dark, dude. So, quote unquote, e-girl Bianca Devins mm-hmm. was brutally murdered on Instagram Live yeah. last night. Yeah. 
and pictures of her body unfortunately circulated very quickly around the internet and it was a very very strange situation because she she was like an internet celebrity yeah i I think she was like a instagram girl yeah yeah but she was only what 17 yeah she was 17 so she had like 60,000 Instagram followers and she was just one of those girls who was posting pictures of herself with like a bunch of emojis over top of them and stuff like she was just an e-girl and someone got obsessed with her and apparently like met her in a discord yeah or something and then met up with her and murdered her on instagram live and he tried to kill himself too right i think so yeah yeah let me just double check because there was like no news reporting on this until like a couple hours ago very recently yeah so she's been like extremely online and so essentially i think they were like e-dating or yeah. possibly dating. Like, they lived about an hour away from each other. Right. They'd met on the internet. And he, like, after he killed her, he was like, sorry, like, fuckers. You guys are going to have to find somebody else to orbit now. So it was yeah, a jealousy it's thing. a jealousy thing, yeah. Right? Like, he was... Because he'd been, like, promoted from, like, follower to, like... Being involved in some capacity. Whatever. He was hanging yeah. out with her in real life yeah. and stuff. And... He was, I guess, (laughs) found her and attracted to her because of her internet presence and then was jealous of the attention that she was still getting on the internet despite his existence. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, A tale as old as time. Truly. Yeah. So rest in peace, Bianca. Yeah. It's distressing that people were circulating the images. Yeah, I hope that they've kind of been mostly removed now. I think they have been. Okay. Yeah. I heard that it's still on 4chan, but other than that... Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just like a reminder for everybody to be careful, of course. Like, try your best not to dox yourself. I mean, even though yeah, it's difficult, it's very scary. Yeah. You don't really know people that you meet online, even if you think you do. Ever. Like, if, even if, like, you know, people post a lot of stuff about themselves, but there's always other stuff going on, too, and, like... Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, it's difficult, because you can't trust people you meet in real life, either. No, I know. Yeah. It's just, like, just be careful about what information you put out there, and, you know, it's very sad when it's... Especially when it's, like, a super, a super young person, and I'm, frankly, I'm... I'm very disturbed by the pattern of behavior that is, you know, like, like I just said, becoming obsessed with somebody because of their internet presence their, or... or their positive qualities yeah. and then immediately turning around and being jealous that other people are also attracted to those qualities. Yeah. It is a horrible sign. It is. It's a really bad sign. You know. So. Or any sort of, like, restrictive tendencies you know like even if it's not like being well i guess this extends to it being like don't post uh like whatever stuff like that you know yeah no one is fucking in charge of what you what you post yeah what you do online 
you know, like, if you were posting whatever you wanted when you started seeing somebody, you should be, you're still an individual entity. You can continue to post as you will, you know, like, I've had a reoccurring pattern of dating guys that, you know, love my Twitter, love my Instagram, whatever, and then as soon as we start dating, I love my comedy, even whatever the podcast, and then as soon as they become my boyfriend or, you know, they think they're my boyfriend, they basically want to take my phone away and lock me in a basement and make sure I never do another joke again or yeah. post another selfie again or whatever. Because they want it to be just for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's just not how it works. No, nope, definitely not. <laughs> and, you know, like, you have to look at your your own behavior, too. Like, you can't you can't be policing your partner's behavior and it's like there's a difference between an obvious thirst drop and just posting a picture of yourself or whatever yeah it's not your fault what other people project onto that no right like yeah exactly but yeah i don't know it sucks when you have personal information out there sometimes like i tweeted this today but i was like if i ever go through a public breakup i pray to god that people at least pretend to mind their own business definitely right yeah for sure it's really really sad to see people yeah posting about shit like that yeah um yeah um do not feeling great for friends of the pod who are going through a horribly public breakup right now i was reading some stuff that people were posting yeah and it's like i wish people would just mind their own fucking business honestly or at least not posting it in a place where they're obviously gonna see it Exactly. In the replies exactly. on Instagram, in subreddits mm-hmm. that they have access to. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have a beef this week? Yeah. Let's talk about the internet more. Okay. The internet. The internet. The internet. All right. So this is a um, personal turmoil beef, so I want your opinion on this. Okay. Do you think that I should want to be um, asked to perform on pride shows like comedy shows do i think that you should be do okay so you're you're not stating whether or not you are or aren't being asked yeah but you're saying that but do you think i should be offended if i'm not yes okay but should i want to do them there's a difference between being like, I should be asked because there's not that many lesbian comedians in Ottawa and being mm-hmm. like, this is something that I actually like want to do, you know? I don't think you should want to do them. Yeah. But I don't think, I think it does make sense to be offended if you aren't asked. Okay. It's like if someone's throwing a party and they didn't invite you, it's like, I want to be invited, but then I want to say no. You should reasonably expect to be invited. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are like, well, I wouldn't think that you would like it. And you're like, well, you're right. But yeah. maybe I would like it, so you should still invite me. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about, I get it, the yeah. Pride Show stuff. I'm very hurt when I'm left out of uh, Indigenous comedy stuff, even though I don't affiliate myself with yeah. 80% of the Indigenous comics in the city. Yeah. <laughs> you associate yourself with the good ones. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm a talented comedian first and an indigenous person second. Well, uh, I think that's my problem. <laughs> Is like, 
I know that like obviously I'm gay and like whatever mm-hmm. and I like talk about it in my comedy but mm-hmm. I worry that people don't think that I ascribe to enough other things that they consider to be queer culture yeah for them to feel comfortable booking me on a show yep I know I know I know exactly what you mean well I I've been left out of like a bunch of like all women shows and yeah. stuff too just because I don't do comedy that's specifically for women right I just happen to be a comedian who is a woman yeah just like you just happen to be a lesbian and a comedian yeah you don't do lesbian specific comedy no you obviously make jokes about your sexual experiences in your dating life because that's <laughs> I say it all the time my jokes aren't about being gay they're about eating pussy <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> is being gay not just about eating pussy? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been canceled for that before, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be upset too. Even though it's it's hack. It's hack. I know. It's I hack. know. It's hack. But, okay. My thing is that. Okay. So. Um, I mean, I hosted that Pride show that happened in, like, June, obviously. Yeah. And then the same person booked me for one that they're organizing in August. Mm-hmm. But I've heard of two other Pride shows that are being booked mm-hmm. that sound like they're basically booked already that I wasn't even, like, approached about in any way. Yeah. At any point. And I'm like, it feels homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> because if I'm not booked on the show and mm-hmm. that other person who booked me for their show There's isn't no on the show, who's on the show? Yeah. It's an all-men gay comedy hour. Well, we don't really have that many gay male comedians either. So who's so on the show? Fate Bisexuals. And that's right, everybody. I took all the spots. Made <laughs> <laughs> them to straight people. What? <laughs> Woke ally hour. Straight comments <laughs> only. only. <laughs> right? But I'm just like, I'm just like yeah. who could possibly be on the show? You know, and it's like... Okay, let's say they're bringing out-of-town comedians. Yeah. Why aren't you showcasing people from this city? Do both. For pride. Do both. Do both. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Even if you want people from out-of-town, Doesn't yeah. make sense to me. But you should be booking, depending on how long the sets are. Yeah. I'm saying you should book at least 50-50 local comedians. Uh, yeah, I would say 60-40. Yeah. Yeah. Local host. Yeah. Even if you want to bring... Host, if yeah. you want to bring in bid names. Yeah. Local host, local openers, maybe even a local middle and then an out-of-town headliner or an out-of-town middle middle. and a local headliner or out-of-town headliner, whatever. Yeah. Right? Just, like, just disperse the lineup. Yeah. Do it properly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I get that. And it's funny because it's, like, there's so much... (laughs) There's so much pressure with identity politics for your comedy to be important... Yeah. And to focus on your uh, how you exist on the margins, like your yeah. accesses of oppression or whatever. And it's like, especially if you get butt in an identity way, like if you got butt on a pride specific show or something, it will be insane if you just decided to not do any of your jokes that have to do with you being gay. Of course Dating I women, would. eating yeah. pussy. Right. But then think about it this way. If I got put on an indigenous comedian's night or something, I wouldn't be able to fill the time no. with jokes about being indigenous. But I'd have to do other jokes. You wouldn't have to. Or, but I mean, if that's if it's an all indigenous comedy night, isn't that what they're going to want? 
right? I don't think necessarily that's the thing. Is like I think Or what if it was a show about like um like mental illness or something? I How many jokes do I have about being mentally ill? Like one? You I know? think that any theme show mm-hmm. they expect you to do one at least one joke about mm-hmm. the theme. But I don't think that you should feel like you have to do all jokes about that topic because everybody exists in multiple facets, right? Like you're not just indigenous, you're not just mentally ill. Mentally ill people, indigenous people exist in all different intersections of life and you should be able to talk about other things because that identity still informs your perspective on those other situations. Of course. That make jokes. Do you know who Patty Harrison is? Yeah. So Patty Harrison, yeah, Patty Harrison is one of my favorite comedians. She's okay. She's so East she's Asian. she's trans and she's Asian, yeah. and she doesn't do jokes about it. And people asked her all the time. It's so funny and so annoying. Whenever she does interviews, people are like, "Is it political that you don't do jokes about being right. trans? Is it because you feel that you shouldn't have to do jokes about being trans?" And is that a statement in and of itself? Yeah. And she's like, "I just like doing jokes about insects and poop." <laughs> that's what she does. Yeah. 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 Well, that's my thing. And it's like, like, it's like, yeah. You know what I'm gonna fucking do jokes about? Shit that I find funny. Yeah. You know what I don't find particularly funny still sometimes? <laughs> Lots of bad dark shit, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I do. But it's like, I'm not like, I'm not sitting around with a pen and a notebook being like, hmm, hmm, how to be native on stage tonight. <laughs> how to do bipolar content. <laughs> Just by existing, baby. <laughs> Listen, if Depending you on see, how fucked you look you, on stage. If you see a comedian, if you see me and I'm doing energy, just assume that I'm in the middle of a manic That's episode. That's bipolar content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not like that naturally, okay? Well, that's my thing is it's like I've had like a couple guys that we know tell me before mm-hmm. like, you could be a club comic. Like, why aren't you leaning into being gay? Like, why don't, why don't you write all of your jokes about being gay? Like, you could make it big. And I'm like, but I'm like, because I don't think it's funny. Yeah. And I'm so not going to sell it. myself out with bad jokes about being gay when I don't think it's funny. But do you know... To be gay. Yes. Yes. To... It, arguably it is. <laughs> don't make fun of my mental illness. Something, <laughs> something happened to your brain when you were probably really young and it's not your fault. <laughs> but it is really silly. <laughs> But it's like there are two types of people. No, there are lots of types of people that are yeah. comedians. But once you get to a certain level... There's two types. There's two types. And there's people who are good at comedy and like to write a lot and are kind of bad or uncomfortable with the business side of comedy. Yeah. And then there are people who are not great comedians who have a shit ton of hustle and are essentially salesmen. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So the people who are telling you that, maybe they're not the second type, but they can at least identify, you know, a niche in the market, a way that you could advance yourself beyond what your talent would be if you did that. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Right? Like, whereas, like... I'd rather be funny than successful. Me too. Well, 
so that show that I was on last night, mm-hmm. like I was saying, there was five audience members. There were women over 60. Mm-hmm. The two other people that were on the show with me were like freaking out when the audience walked in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, like, what is the problem? And they were mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like what jokes am I going to do? And I was like, just do jokes. Mm-hmm. If your jokes are funny, mm-hmm. they should be direct enough for mm-hmm. people to at least understand them. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have to have all this background knowledge of understanding for them to get your jokes, Right. Like, yeah. you shouldn't need to have, you. Sh- your jokes shouldn't be so niche that you can only do them to a specific audience. Of course not. Right? That's why I think that it's insane. Some people are obviously more club traumats and some people yeah. are obviously more indie room traumats, but I pride myself on being able to do both. Me too, of course. Of yeah. course, right? And if you have references in your comedy, they either need to be widely known yeah not essential to the joke yeah like still funny without them so that it doesn't matter if you get it or not yes yeah or the handful of people who get it laugh a lot and then yeah you know you can or you need to be able to overgeneralize it or briefly explain it yeah right like your job is to make it as easy as possible for the audience to get from point A to point B, not show off whatever nerdy little fucking obscure references, facts, and cultural yeah. understanding that you have, right? So, like, for example, in the joke that I do, or I used to do, about listening to Nickelback on the bus, yeah, I like Nickelback, but in order for the punchline to work, I have to act like I was listening to bad music on the bus. What's a universal punchline that we all know that we think is a bad band? Nickelback. Nickelback. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm just doing the work for the audience. Yeah. It's like when I had to, when I was doing that bit about my ex-boyfriend being at a party where everyone was a cop, I just made my ex-boyfriend at a cop. Uh, I just made my ex-boyfriend a cop in the story. So it's easier to explain. Rather than it's try to explain why he was at a party with all cops if he's not no, a cop, cop. Well, right so last night and I then did people my- were like your ex-boyfriend's a cop oh my god don't you hate cops i was like no he was at a party full of cops but it doesn't matter yes yeah <laughs> i'm just doing the work for the audience <laughs> last <laughs> night i did my joke where one of the like punchlines is mm-hmm. ellen page mm-hmm. but because of the audience guess mm-hmm. what i did what i said ellen degeneres Yay, you aged up your joke, yeah. It doesn't matter. And then the mm-hmm. actual punchline of Jane Fonda mm-hmm. killed. Of course. <laughs> they yeah. loved it. Yeah, right? of like, course, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be reliant on your specific niche reference. No, it doesn't matter. And a lot of people are, are really, they're like, what's the funniest thing? And it's like the funniest thing is the easiest it's thing. It's whatever the audience understands. Yes. all right (laughs) of course so i have a i have a little beef this week as well so i've been uh i've been accused of doing ableism logging on twitter.com to do ableism again recently yes what last week (laughs) oh okay you remember this no keep going (laughs) so it all blurs together oh i do yeah, this this girl tweet. Someone tweeted a screenshot of an article of this woman charging her husband rent to live in her home that she had already paid off. Yeah, and I retweeted it and said, "Put being a girl boss in the DSM five. and people got really, really, really mad about me. Calling it a mental illness. Calling being a girl boss a mental illness because apparently it's stigmatizing towards people 
with mental illness and <laughs> uh, quote unquote people without mental illness don't get to decide what is or isn't stigmatizing for people that are in the dis- the disability mental illness community. Uh. And it got to the point where this person was quote tweeting me and snitch tagging people like mutual followers being like, can't believe all these people tied, 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 follow this ableist. Iconic for the people that didn't unfollow you. Yeah, dude. Someone, we have shooters. Someone no, fucking, so, someone fucking DM this girl and was like, she's like, I'm waiting for this bitch to DM me and ask me why I still follow you. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but Honestly, a bunch of, like, our, someone got uh, suspended from Twitter. Oh, for being a shooter. Oh, yeah, for being a shooter. Thank you very much, Louise. Um, <laughs> but everyone was, like, basically being, like, I'm mentally ill and I thought this was funny or whatever. And it's, like, you shouldn't have to do that. No, you shouldn't have to say you that. You shouldn't have to do that. And also, like, just because I haven't listed my oppressions in my bio doesn't mean you can go out here and assume that I'm making jokes in bad faith. And when also, like... When she said this, I was like, can you tell me what, like, class of mental disorder being a girl boss is if you think that I'm stigmatizing an actual mental illness right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> like, is going on? And also, like, where can I get my posting certificate that says that I'm allowed to make jokes about, like, mental illness and, you know, abuse and fucking whatever, right? Well, <laughs> Cancelled crew had some good takes on that. Like, you weren't even the only person who said something in that vein. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got snitch tagged for whatever reason because of the specific people that saw your post. Yeah. But, like, Kristen Bailey said basically the same thing. I she know. was like, you can make your relationship about getting $200 if you want, but you don't need to be a landlord. It's pathological. <laughs> like, that's not any different. No. <laughs> you can make your whole relationship about getting, getting $200. $200. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody was saying that about that girl. Like, people were like, there must be something wrong with her. Yeah. But you're the one that got snitch tagged. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care. No, I know. know. I don't care. But it's like, and then. I said use the word idiot in a different tweet and somebody else said that I was using ableist language and I was like you know what I was just gonna fucking log off the internet this week that well is that makes enough. me laugh because it's like well you're internet the only person week. that's ascribing that language to I've seen so many people say that they're gonna try their best to not say stupid or idiot or crazy or insane lame, lame whatever and it's like what words are we going to use to describe the way that you're acting right now <laughs> Right? Like, we're all trying our best to get actually bad words out or make sure that they're at least not used in a pejorative way towards the group of people that yeah. they're intended to attack. Yeah. Right? Are we not Are we not better than using bad words against the type of people that those words have historically been used against? Right. Yeah. You know? But calling someone stupid is just mean. It's not problematic, and sometimes it's not even mean. Most of the time, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore, it's not mean. (laughs) Well. No, I know. You know, like, what am I... What are you allowed to say? Not to act like a 50-year-old, like, boomer male comment. Like, what are we even allowed to say anymore to these fucking kids? (laughs) You can say they're very nice. Uh, I'm just gonna have to get more creative with my insults. People are like... That Nicole Tliff chick that I hate. Yeah. What did she fucking brag about that was insane that time? The clits magma? No. Uh, 
Oh, she bragged about tricking her boyfriend into moving in with her. Oh my god, I her. forgot about that. That shit. So she had a post about, that was her post that I just referenced yeah. there. I said, I'm trying to get the words stupid, idiot, crazy, insane, wild, etc. out of my, uh, it's all out of my writing, but I'm trying to get it out of my spoken language as well, because, you know, like, we can do better than this, or whatever. And it's like, how creative am I going to have to get with the words that I want to call these people? I can do it. No. I will yeah. find I will find a way to stop you. I don't need to rely on those words. Trust me. Well, I wish <laughs> <laughs> I wish Ben hadn't been permanently banned from Twitter because he had a great thread of uh, suggested slurs to use that were made up. That's funny. Yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was really funny. It was a, it was some good options there. Shout out at Perma Ben. Free all my homies <laughs> at Perma underscore Ben used to be as underscore someone underscore who. <laughs> he can only tweet from the library now. Why? Because his like he's phone IP is banned. Yeah. <laughs> he tweets from the library. That's so. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's why he has so much library masturbator content now. Because he's like on the top floor where the computers are with all the like homeless people that are just hanging out all day. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> all right. Should we do dumb bitch of the week? Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. It's time for dumb, dumb bitch, bitch of, of the week. week. So I got a message that just said, are you a trap hun? Ugh, cold take. Cold take, guys. Not the, not the first or I'm sure the last person to problematically and transphobically try to insult me by implying that I am not a cis woman. It's a bad come town bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm too too funny to yeah. be a cis woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> show us your dick. <laughs> Tina Fey, show, show us your, your dick. dick. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> Trap is a bad word, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not supposed to say that. So not so they like really doubled down yeah. on doing two weird things. Yeah, they basically called you like a like a tranny. Like it's like yeah. pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, like a trickster. Yeah. That's what it's nasty. Don't do that. And I feel like they were hitting on me. They were. <laughs> so it's even worse. It's, worse. it's really layered. It's disturbing. <laughs> I don't like that one. No more of that, everybody. Um, <laughs> Shall we do our tweets of the weekend? Sure. Wrap it up. Nice. You got anything, Dad? Yeah, I do. All right. So my tweet of the week is from Dana Donnelly. Okay. At D-A-N-A-D-O-N-L-Y. Mm-hmm. My ex told me he has a new GF, and I said, oh, yeah? Well, how's her joke writing? And he said, Dana, she's an office manager who doesn't feel the need to use her phone in the shower, and I really love her. <gasps> <laughs> oh, yeah? How's her, her joke, joke writing? writing? <laughs> Actually, she's well-adjusted. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Can I get an F in the chat? <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that tweet. Oh, fuck, I don't know who did it, but it was like, oh, you're dating my ex. How my jokes taste. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, is she? <laughs> but she's not that funny. And it's like, oh, she's not a comedian. It's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> she doesn't mean to be funny. Fuck. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could say. <laughs> she sounds like a cop, though. Office manager. Ugh. Mm. 
Or you find out that someone you're dating is like, there's something much cooler than being a comedian. Like they're like, I don't know, like a visual artist or like yeah. a musician or something. Like an audio I mean, engineer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or like, a, I don't know, like they, they have a PhD or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was trying to think of like cool things that chicks me. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like audio engineer was what you came no, up with no that wasn't one no. I was thinking about dudes yeah I'm trying to think cool of like job. something cooler than a comedian mm-hmm. that a woman can do and it's like visual artist visual artist yeah graphic well, you're, designer you can do music and I can draw so nice nice we have we have backed up ways to not make money artistically as long as they're not like a um self-help guru Fuck me. That's fine. Imagine going from dating a comedian to dating a motivational speaker. That's a downgrade, honey. Stark. Oh my god. Imagine you went from dating a comedian to dating someone who just has posts in the funny videos such an of Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) They do memes. Uh, Well, okay. Primarily. Primarily. Walk walk it back. All right, I'm do you kidding. have tweet of the week? <laughs> yeah, I do. That was a really... I like that one. I liked it, too. <laughs> I liked... Mine is kind of similar. Nice. Uh, it's not similar, but... It um, felt like it was. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh, my God. It's from the same chick. Yes! <laughs> Go off, queen. No wonder it's similar. <laughs> so this is from Dana Donnelly. And she <laughs> said... She? I, she's very funny. I'm going to follow her. Me, too. Um, what my grandma doesn't seem to understand is that while I may not quote-unquote, have a boyfriend, I have, quote, fucked all of the hosts of one podcast. That's, yeah, that's the same girl. It has to be Tom Town. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? I, well, where's she from? Let's find out. Dana Donnelly. We like you, Dana. Do you want to be friends? fucking funny. I have not ever... I... And, you know, it's not because I think I'm necessarily better than this or anything, but I've never worked my way through a band or a podcast or a comedy sketch group or anything. Thank God. sketch (laughs) group. I was really reaching there. When you're getting Um, octopus by an improv team and you keep got it. Yes, anding. (laughs) Yes, and daddy. (laughs) Yes, and I'm saying no, but am I right? The worst thing is if you work your way through an entire comedy scene. Oh, lots of people have done that. Yeah, Sorry. but don't talk about it. No. You Have you ever seen those shirts that say, yes, daddy? Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend's an improviser and it says, yes, and daddy. So disgusting. Oh, fuck. Taking an funny. improv class to uh, better improve your sex life. <laughs> I can't I can't I mean not to dox myself or whatever but if someone ever asks me like what I want to do during sets I'm like I don't think you understand what's happening here like <laughs> yeah, don't I'm not me. I'm not the idea person here <laughs> I I'm uh, I will go along with literally whatever you want just do not ask me for my own ideas <laughs> maybe I should That's try not and make my way how this works <laughs> yeah yeah maybe I should try you should start with scene partners. <laughs> I've never made my way like halfway through a podcast or a band or anything. No, no, me neither. Not for lack of trying. Just kidding. You ever, this has happened to me. 
sometimes I've like fought to like one member of a band yeah. or one member of like a comedy partnership yeah. or one member of a family yeah and then met the other members and been like fuck I missed the hot one I picked the wrong one <laughs> Maybe I'll make my way through the Ottawa comedy scene and then have to move. Maybe that should be my goal. Force myself to move. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty good. I'm good, I think. What do you mean? I'd have a bigger problem in Toronto. There's a lot more hot people in Toronto. Yeah, the scene's also would, way bigger. I see what it's about. Yeah, that's true. People aren't gonna hear about it. That's true. Right. Or maybe they would. Yeah. Hard to say. Depends but. on how careful you are. Depends on how uh much the other person feels like the fa- bragging about the fact that they fought you. That's the problem. That's I don't, the problem. No one ever finds out from fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't control whether or not. Well, that's a problem when you're the hotter talk one. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I can just only hope that nobody ever believes them. Yeah. I would hope that no one would believe someone if they said that they fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been a lovely episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. Dumb Bitch Media, the official podcast of the hotter person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to our Patreon if you want extra content. Yeah. And, uh, oh. No, that's everything. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.